0: Ladies and gentlemen. Ali,
1: a sneaky right hand.
2: Another sneaky right hand. This time he works over the shoulder for me.
3: A-Count, And Foreman is as poised as can be
4: in the entertainment capital of the world. Right now, he backs off from a sharp right uppercut to the body by Tyson
3: again. A double right hand to the body and the chin. Down goes Lorenzo Boyd. The count is five, the count is six. The count is eight. He will not get up. It's over. It's the T.C. Martin Show. The man is dangerous. He's dangerous. He's Dang. crazy. Uh, and don't give a damn about nothing. That's true. He just ah, no. come at you.
1: It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor.
2: Fighting out of the blue corner.
1: T.C. Martin. As he hit him with that punch, I think his
5: eyes went into separate orbits there. The doctor is now in.
3: Let's get him.
4: And we are live from the Boulevard Mall, the Galaxy Theatres, Tasty Martin, Ballpark Frank, and the cast coming your way from Under the Palm Tree, debuting here, the worldwide premiere of Under the Palm Tree as part of the Action on Film Festival, the AOF Film Festival here on this Monday. So we are coming to you live. From the Galaxy Theatres, the luxurious Galaxy Theatres, 4 o'clock is the premiere. It will be premiering all week with a plethora of other films, great directors, producers, and actors all here all week long here inside the Boulevard Mall at the AOF Film Festival. And uh, we are joined right now by uh, two of my uh, favorite compadres here uh, going way back in the day, three-time world champion, Tony the Tiger Lopez, the pride of Sacktown, Sacramento Sports Hall of Famer, of course. And Stitch Duran, not only the baddest cut man in the business who joins us regularly as well, too, but of movie fame as well. Glad to have both of you guys here on the set together. And how many times have we talked about this, Stitch, about got to get Tony the Tiger on, and now
5: we're together. So there you go. You know, it's funny because every time – it's good seeing you, bro. It is nice. You know, it's nice to get this – back together. But every time we see each other, the first thing we talk about is Tony the Tiger Lopez. And, yeah. and let me just make this clear to everybody that the I've worked hundreds and hundreds of world title fights already. But the first world title fight that I worked at in boxing was Tony the Tiger Lopez against Julio Cesar Chavez in Monterey, Mexico. Brother, it didn't get no bigger than that. And I was a big baseball fan. Yeah. And just to walk into a baseball stadium to see that was awesome. Uh, but let me tell you how it started. Alright? So James Gogi a friend of ours, trainer, right? Right, right. He took me, I used to wrap hands. I was very good. I had a school of kickboxing. So he invited me to go wrap Tony's hands and he's training, I think in Davis. So I wrap his hands and he's on the speed bag, and the bag pops. I don't know if you remember this, but I'll tell you this. So the bag popped. And the first thing he said is I'll see you in Mexico. (laughs) And that's how we got together. Those
2: those are the good old days. Yeah. Right. So you remember that, right? No, you remember that. You know Honestly, watch. I it, it, unless I've I have, my me- I have a really bad memory, so you think? Yeah, no, yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so some, some things I remember, some some things I don't. <laughs> but no, I, I, I tell you what, I do remember him in Mexico. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, you know and, and honestly, I had asked him what fight was it because I do remember him being there. I just don't yeah. remember what fight it was. Yeah. And then once we started talking about it, then I obviously remember it. Yeah. But we had a lot of fun, and yeah. it was, you know. There's a lot of stuff that happens. It was the first time in my life, as as a, as a championship boxer, that when I went to Mexico, that I seen how it really happens. You know, I seen how stuff went down. Yeah. How I, I, you know, I was I was looking at Don King. Don King's in the corner. He's got this big old smile. And I love Don King. Let me tell you something. Right. And so, you know, he's in the back corner. He's laughing, and all like. Chavez never made the weight. I, I I really don't know what he weighed, to be honest, because when he got in the first because there was the first chaos time, on that, oh, dude, that was, scene. I yeah. remember, remember my dad and Jose Soto were going to oh, get a fight. Oh, they were at it, man! Oh, yeah. dude, it, was cra- it was crazy! Yeah. And it was crazy, and and uh, but it was fun. It was entertaining, and you know, it's memories like that that the fans and people never hear about or right. never know. Right? You know, and and and, and like and like back then, i you know when you're when you're fighting world title fights and you you've been a champion for a while. The weight division, you know, really, to me, it really didn't matter. I don't care if he was underweight or overweight. It didn't matter to me. I had a job to do. I was ready to do my job, and that's what I came to do. So that doesn't, you know, to, to, at that point in time, the weight, who cares? You know, you so know? Stitch talking
4: about, you know, you know, wrapping hands and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I know there was some controversy in that fight about what Chavez might have had in, in, his, in his gloves that night, man.
5: What's <laughs> going on there in Mexico? Yeah, well, you know what? And, and uh, Tony's absolutely right. You get to see what happens in other places yeah. where they don't have strong commissions, right? right. So, and, and I had not mentioned it to Tony yet, but I will now because after the fights, I went there to be, to wrap his hands and be his cut man, but Malcolm was a guy that was referred to by, was it Cedric Kushner? Cedric Kushner. He referred to Malcolm as the cut man. Well, now that I understand cuts, and I understood them then because I had a school of kickboxing, I worked on cuts all the time, but they stopped the fight on a cut that shouldn't have been stopped because the cut wasn't that... Whenever you stop a fight, it's because a fighter is at a disadvantage. Tony was never at a disadvantage, but when the doctor looked at him, he stopped the fight. I looked at the doctor, and he knew that I knew that he stopped it because it because soon, it yeah. was it was a
2: very close fight. Yeah, it could it could have still gone in Tony's way. So I understand what you're saying. Well, you know, I, I always thought that they that I even before the fight even happened, if they do something they're going to do it before the 11th round. because yeah. I was there promoting it for two months. That you know, 11th and 12th round. I'm I'm gonna yeah. go to work. I'm yeah. I'm ready to go to war. Either either knock him out or get knocked out and it's you know, like to me there was never a shy of getting knocked out as long as you're fighting. Now yeah. if you're running and get knocked out, uh, maybe you should find something else to do. Yeah. But you know, for me I you know, so when they stopped in the tenth I thought, Okay and especially over, I got two stitches in my eye. Yeah, right. You See, know, it was nothing. <laughs> that right? was my point. I'm
5: looking you at know? this. I'm looking at this cut, and I'm thinking, why? Why did they stop it? I look at the doctor, and the doctor <laughs> looks at me like, all right, man. You know, you know. But I knew <laughs> they stopped the fight. Way too soon. I think we're on the plane flying back, and, and you're in the back with us. Of course, he's flying first class, and I'm in the back of the plane as usual. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but he comes, and I told him I told him the same that was, thing. That was Don King's fault. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, I was nobody. You know, he
2: was the champ. And now that you guys got me all pumped up, where's Chavez at? <laughs> yeah, right. exactly. We'll, right yeah.
4: well, to take the story, uh, see, I know he doesn't remember. Well, he does remember because we talk about this a lot. We talked about it the other night. But the last time that I had you guys together on my show, we were at the MGM. Yes. And Chavez was there. Yeah. Tony said to me, he goes, Is that Chavez? And I go, Yeah. And Tony went up to him, and you could tell the story. Oh. He looked nothing like he did. I mean, yeah. you still look like you can go right, right now. Yeah. But Chavez, he, he, he didn't look good. And, and he was looking Tony up and down. Yeah. And Tony says,
3: Yeah, he was. And, and so, so, really, so, yeah. Funny. so
4: the punchline of the story was Tony says, yeah,
2: you remember me, Chavez? Yeah, you hit like you know what. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, it was kind of it was kind of crazy because I, I walked up to him and I walked him and I go and I talking to him in Spanish and I, I go, "Hey, remember me?" And he gets this weird look in his face, like like a weird, like almost like who are you? <laughs> and, and but then again, you know, I'm a lot bigger than I was at 130 or 140. So so then he goes, he looks at me, his eyes go to my feet, all the way to my head. Back down to my feet, all the way to my head, and he's shaking his head like, no. And I go, and I go, and I'm talking to him, and I go, Tiger Lopez. And then he, Tiger Lopez, you know, and he goes, and so he's looking at me, he's going, he's going, looks down at my feet again, comes back up, and he goes, oh, see, sí, see, sí, see, sí, see, sí, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm going, <laughs> Okay, this guy's a little bit more. So, than So, you know, so I'm sh- better than him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a B C D E. You know what I mean? And and that uh, can ain't acting in no movies. <laughs> and then so you know, but he, he looked like he was lost in space. You know, uh-huh. I, he really yeah. did. Uh, yeah. And then uh, you know, I just said you know my highs and goodbyes and left, and that was it. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. but it was it was a trip. You know, I, I I'm doing better. You know, I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't know. No, I haven't seen Tony since then, right? Right.
5: I'm seeing him again today, but August the 6th, I'm going to be in Sacramento for a show. Nasser Navarone says you always show up at the fights. Yeah. So I'll get to see him then. Oh, you yeah. know? So, so sure. let me add a little bit because it, it just part. There you go. They're, they're filming a documentary on my life. I wrote a book called From the Fields to the Garden. I think you're familiar with that, Bob, Bob Frank. So they're doing a film called From the Fields to the Garden. So on the 7th, August 7th, I'm going to, I grew up in Planada, the San Joaquin Valley. By Merced, mm. <clears throat> so I'm going to go back to the fields the, where I was a farm worker. But the night before, I got called to work a fight in Sacramento, <clears throat> so I'm going to do it so we get B footage and me working a fight. Right. But yeah, Nasser Navarone says, "Yeah, Tony the Tiger, he always comes to the shows." And then you call me to do a radio show with Tony the Tiger Lopez. Yeah, yeah. So in in getting to that, Nasser Navarone was a kickboxer I used to right. work with, worked with Dennis Elektro. So he's a promoter, uh, 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 Ice Cap, <laughs> Ice Pack. Uh, is a friend of mine from Oakland that got me into boxing. He's working one of the fights, my first world title fight, Tony the Tiger Lopez. I'm hoping he's going to be there, so maybe we'll get some. Yeah, there you some, go. Some, man. You're going to get in the match. documentary, man. There you go. I'm a yeah. good farm worker. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: he'll, he'll pick some tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> no. right. I'll put and, you in there,
4: and, man. And in about two hours, you'll find out he's a gardener too. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not a very good gardener,
2: obviously, yeah. Yeah. but I'm a gardener. <laughs> no, you know, you, no. Here's a lot of here's a lot of things that people don't know about me. <laughs> Guess what one of my... Okay, it wasn't my first... Probably my fourth or fifth job. Guess what my fourth or fifth job was? I wasn't a plumber. Cause no. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I picked tomatoes. Pick tomatoes? You know what? I, I heard it was good money. I was a kid. Yeah. I heard, I heard and it was good money. In our
5: area where we grew up, that was, yeah. that's huge
4: though. Yeah,
2: and yeah. I went to Clarksburg to pick tomatoes. I did it for two years straight. Yeah. You know, it was actually pretty good. I was pretty good at it. So, so listen, hey, he, he, goes, says, he says his fourth or fifth
5: job. Brother, that was my first job. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I delivered the Sacramento green
4: sheet before yeah, that. Yeah. The green <laughs> sheet. Remember that? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So then he goes from picking tomatoes, three-time world champion, to running for mayor. Yeah, and, yeah. And, 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 and now he's an actor and a plumber. So go figure. Yeah, so he's, he's full—he's
3: full circle, man. Jack of all yeah. trades. But the question does beg itself now. Now that you're both stars of the big screen, when are you going to do a movie together? Yeah.
5: Ooh, yeah. You know what? I told Sylvester Stallone. I said, you know, I, I, I've been in like six movies, and a time cast as a cutman man. Yeah, which is fine. I play myself, right? Right. I said, man, but here's where we come in. I could be—we could be uh, cartel. We could be uh, uh, terrorists. You know, we could yeah. do something. like that. Yeah. We could be cops, yeah. me and Tony. Yeah, you know, that's that. right. Yeah. You know,
2: I'm, so. a, I'm a bounty hunter. let do it. That's, that's not, right. Uh, that's, that, right yeah. that's another
5: job.
4: There you yeah. go. Yeah. That's, <laughs> another, <laughs> yeah, that's another job. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's and I'm true. a plumber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a jack of all trades. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I, I do stuff like uh, I, I got into Bell for six months, yeah. uh, learned the business, and Bell was really good back then. Uh, well, I'm from California, so now it's not doing so and well. And let
4: people know that you're on the other side of the bail, okay? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, Let's I don't, be clear. I don't, I don't get bailed out. It's Tony people. the Tiger
2: Bail Bonds yeah, Company. Yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so uh, now it's not doing so good. But so I started plumbing two years ago anyway, because I knew it was coming. Yeah. See, people and think so. I'm joking about the plumbing. I don't know. Yeah. And, and I mean, you're what? my guy. You're coming over after the show and fixing my toilet today. Yeah. No, I can yeah. do it. Dude. I, know. I do it. Easy. <laughs> like, give me 25 minutes. I get it done. I know. hurt? And watch this. You know. I mean, you and Kevin Rooney. You guys are the masters of. Toilet. No, no. Kevin yeah. rings not there. He's not there. He, 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 it's just his name. <laughs> but, but, no, I can actually do yeah, it. it. But I like it. You know, I, I like moving around, I like going to different houses, different people. Yeah. Be, meeting Everybody knows. Because I'm in Sacramento. So everybody, you know, you get all these older people. They go, hey, I remember you. And we start talking. Yeah. A lot of times I have to go with somebody else because I end up talking to the customer and they do the work. You know, the majority of the time. But there's a lot of times I end up, if I'm by myself, I always have to talk and work at the same time. But it's good. You know, yeah. I, I, I like it. So, the old people, oh, Tony the Tiger yeah. Lopez, fix my pipes. <laughs> yeah.
3: Go ahead, e- Frank. Either that or Tony the Tiger. Nobody knocks out a clog like he does. Oh, oh yeah.
2: there you All go. Right. I, like I like that. that. That's good. That's what you'll see
3: next on my truck. <laughs> <laughs>
4: exactly. All right, Stitch, uh, every time we, we get with you, we talk boxing, but we always transfer and talk about the movies and stuff, too. You're at a movie premiere here today. Yeah. You're going to go see Tony. Uh, you got, you got some great premiere moments, I'm sure, too. You, Sylvester Stallone, the Rocky series, the yeah. Creed series, all that stuff. Give us some, some good uh, movie premiere
5: moments for you. Man, I've had great, a lot of one. You know, uh, the first Creed movie, it's uh, always jumped on top of my head because, you know, I was with the UFC and being a farm worker, I spoke out about the unfair practices, so they let me yeah. go, right? But here I am at the premiere at the, the party after the, the movies, and Wesley Sack comes up to me, and first thing he does, he shakes my hand and says, Hey. The UFC did you wrong, so at that point I knew that damn Hollywood knew what what I did, you know. So yeah. I felt very good about that. But uh, a lot of good moments, you know, just to uh, just to be in in movies like I was telling Tony. How many people get a chance to be in three movies with Sylvester Stallone, right. you know? And and uh, like I said, Michael B. Jordan had had said that he's directing Creed three and that I was with him as long as I wanted. And I told Tony, you know, that uh, this the third one will make me so much happier because that makes me part of the Adonis legacy. Right. So as Mick was to Rocky, Stitch is to Adonis. Correct. So Adonis. The, yeah. the new version of Rocky. So yeah. yeah, I'm just honored to be doing that and uh, got called to be a quote-unquote consultant producer for an MMA movie that they'll be filming either in Australia or Atlanta or New Mexico. Uh, so I'll get the title of consultant.
3: Well, the interesting thing about it is it's not saying, hey, I know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that really I know that, uh, I, I know that um, you know Randy Couture told me that, that you know when Sly does a movie, he would write a part for him in. So it's not like you're just somebody that they think would fit. You're somebody that they are writing the part for. Well,
5: yeah, I, I don't know if it is for me, but it definitely works out to my advantage because in in the Creed movie, my name in the script was Marcel. Right. So I'm saying, I don't know right. anybody named Marcel, right. but, but the script falls for me. But when it's time for Rocky to introduce us to Adonis, he says, oh, this is Stitch, the best cut man in Philadelphia. And at that part, my heart just starts beating because this Rocky. So I, I thanked him the next day, and he says, no, it has to be authentic. Right. You know, but there's also a part where, uh, in the scene where Rocky gets sick and he throws up. You remember he gets in, they're doing pads, and he throws up, and Michael B. Jordan picks him up. Well, you could see we, the, the team, had just left. So I told Michael B. Jordan the next day, I said, look, that scene right there blew me away, and I'll tell you why. But all of a sudden, it's snowing outside. We're in Philadelphia, and the the gym is in the second floor, so we're on the stairs so we don't go outside. And there's that scene, Rocky throws up, and he picks him up, and then he yells, stitch! So I start yeah. going up, but I'm thinking, now maybe it's part of the scene. Yeah. And it was. But the next day, I told Michael, I said, you know, that scene, I don't kiss nobody's butt, but that made so much sense to me because... And it wasn't scripted. It was, I mean, it would just came out. Like it was impromptu, yeah. It was improv, yeah. that's yeah. it. but it makes so much sense to me because you know that I had just left. You know my job is to take care of you, right? My job is to take care of you. And when I left, the first thing you thought about, let me see if I can get a hold of Stitch. Yeah. And they, they kept that part.
4: And, and I thought that exact same thing, going back to the Marcel thing, is that when I'm watching the movie. Yeah. And, of course, knowing you and everything. Uh, not just personally, but just as the, as the cut man. Yeah. And it's like, ah, that's not good. And then when he called you Stitch, it was yeah. like, boom, it just resonated. Yeah. You know, not yeah. just the boxing fan, but just the audience member. Even if you're not a boxing fan or a sports fan, it just resonates. But for the boxing fan, it connects it big time. Because yeah. I don't know about you, when I'm watching sports movies and – you know, I'm a big critic about authenticity. And if, like, say, whether it's a team or a player, and you know it's supposed to be this guy, but then they call him something else, yeah. it just it loses it for you. But then it just gains
5: instant credibility when, you know, you call the guy by, by, by what he's recognized as. And, and by doing the proper things, like you said. You know, because even before, now that, you know, my wife and I are looking at movies, we're looking for little right parts. Yeah. Well, in the movie Southpaw. I think uh, yeah. Forrest Whitaker is the cut man, right, or the yeah. coach, right? So I, there's a picture of him. He's working on the cut, and the cut is here, and you can see the swab is up here. Right. So he's missing it by about an inch. Right. But, you know, guys like us in our yeah. industry, yeah. we look at those little things like that, just like you mentioned.
4: Yeah, authenticity. Uh, yeah. That, that is everything. Jacob Stich Duran in the house. Tony the Tiger Lopez a little uh, reunited here, a little Peaches and Herb uh, with these I was two guys. I'm just seeing that. You, 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 you are. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, And then Tony the Tiger in Under the Palm Tree. We're going to get the cast on here uh, uh, pretty soon uh, as well. So, Stitch, uh, last time we talked with you, uh, you were getting ready for the Tyson Fury-Deontay Wilder fight. Obviously, that was postponed due to COVID. Uh, Tyson Fury in camp, you were in camp and everything. Now that fight was postponed to October the 9th. So, uh, take us back, uh, you know, to then. All of us, how was how was Fury looking in camp? I know we were looking yeah. forward to it. Actually, it was this past weekend was supposed to be the fight. <laughs> yes. and, and Tony and I, when we were out over the weekend, I was like, "This is weird. I, know, I feel like I'm supposed to be at that fight
5: tonight." And we were out to dinner the other night. was like, "This was this was the fight. Now yeah. we gotta wait, you know, three more months." Yeah, and then I had to wait. That's a third big fight that I've lost. Yeah. Theo Fumo Lopez, the thriller fight. Right. He tested positive, and then they were supposed to do one August the fourteenth. That got canceled because he wasn't ready, so that's two mm-hmm. fights. And then this one, back to back to back, you know. Uh, but, God, he was, he was on point when it was – I started, again, seeing him at his peak. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, and, and as a body shot puncher, I said, man, you know, you go so well. The heavyweights don't go to the body. But he does, right. and he does a very good job because, no, that's something I've always learned. But I asked him, I said, you know, you're, you're like Bruce Lee. I'm a martial artist. Bruce Lee is you move like water. Uh, who taught you that he goes man i've been doing this all my life so that's the way he fights the way he fights is very unorthodox but he's on point when he fights right. tremendous guy yeah. so uh, w- what do you I- expect to happen
4: here as far as uh you know getting back in the gym yep. uh, with him And w- what's the time frame on all this
5: I, I don't know. You know, I just show up, man. You know, <laughs> When's that call coming? Yeah, That's yeah. what I'm i I go from one project to the other uh, to the other, and uh, when it's time, I'll, I'll make my adjustments. But, you know, August the 9th, I'm sure, you know, he's still training somewhere somehow, sure. but... Don't give me the call. You got yeah. it. So all
4: right, good deal. you looking forward to uh, Pacquiao and Spence too. That's, I am. that's our next major fight, August, I, I, August I, the 21st. I, here,
5: I am. You know, and uh, I remember seeing Pacquiao in his first fight at the MGM when that is was like a 115 pounder. Mm-hmm. He uh, he beat some African kid, but he had a beard and all that, and people were already referring to him as Roberto Duran. Yeah. And uh, Big fan of his. Yeah, yeah. What do
4: you think is going to happen in that fight? I don't predict
5: them, man. I just work cuts. Okay. <laughs> what do you think is going to
4: happen,
2: man? Pacquiao and Spence? I don't predict them. I just watch fights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because you're busy uh, uh, cleaning toilets. Yeah. <laughs> put, bit, put, not, bit, clean, not cleaning. Putting the toilets together. Put, putting them in, putting them together. Making yeah. it work. Uh, Mr. That's Mr. right. Mr. Ruder over there. That's there right. he is.
4: Give, give Kevin Rooney a plug. What's the name of the company?
2: Kevin Rooney, yeah,
4: <laughs> <laughs> not to be confused with the Kevin Rooney that many people know for boxing. Yeah, well, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought originally
2: yeah. too. And, and, and that's what people think. Yeah. So I, I, don't, I don't. I don't say no. <laughs> I'm not lying because I, I just don't correct them. Kevin, so they Kevin think, Rooney that's, that's, with that's Mike Tyson good. and those guys. Yeah, right. Guys, that, yeah. Hey, good stuff. One beast, one hand beast to the other. You know what I mean? All right. Tony Tiger, Kevin Rooney. Stitch, you know, come on. Stitch, movie-wise, okay, so you got the documentary coming up. Uh,
5: you got some other things working on, too? Yeah, yeah I told you, I'm a you know, consultant for a MMA movie, uh, right. and then I'm waiting for um, Creed 3, and it's funny how things work out with, things just fall in place, right? Uh, I had run into Alvis that has the Grant gloves, and he had spoken to, he had been with one of the attorneys uh, for the Creed people, and they were talking about maybe in November, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay, well, put that in your memory bank and all that, but then I uh, did one of the, the last fights for Top Rank, and um, uh, Boogie uh, was working the corner. Boogie's one of the trainers, but he's the one that did the pads for Michael B. Jordan. Right. And uh, he said, "Michael call me, and he wants to get back in the gym." So I said, "Good man," so, you know. So that's starting to happen. So maybe November. I mean, I I hope so. I'm ready. You know, it'd, it'd be fun just 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 to do it. You now, know, just to be honored to say I've done it. You know, right. That's it. Right. You
4: know, there it is. Yeah. Right.
5: Both of you guys, real quick.
4: Uh, we talk a lot about boxing, especially a lot of you know, the glory days when you were fighting Tony. I mean, uh, fights were different, man. I mean, it was a it was rock 'em Soft, robots. You were that type of guy. There are only a handful of fighters that fight like you. You know,
2: nowadays, yeah. <laughs> who do you enjoy watching, if anybody, right now? Canelo. Yes. Uh, and, right. and, and him, I I'll just telling Stitch a few minutes ago that. Uh, who who do you fight? that one, the t- uh, Daniel Jacobs. Daniel right. Jacobs. Yep. Both undefeated, I, and, and and saw and, and Daniel Dan Jacobs was a bad dude. So I'm thinking, okay, this is going to show me how how tough or how, or how good Canelo really is. He's either going to fight or flight? One or the other. Well, guess what? Homeboy came to fight, and he won. And he's I think he stopped him in the seventh, seventh yeah, or so, yeah. some, yeah. something yeah. like that. But I thought, oh my God! And he they went at it. You know, when two fighters go see, because I'm a fighter. I'm not a boxer. So when two yeah. fighters go yeah. at it, you know, and, and, and neither one of them is giving respect for either one's power, something's got to happen. And, and, you know, like when you get hit, you, you, at that point, as a fighter, you either lag off, you either you do something different. Right. You know, but when Canelo got hit, he kept coming, you know, and I was impressed by that. I thought, at that point, I thought, he's going to be a very good fighter. He's going to be really good. At that, I, I, I told my wife, I said, that fool's going to be good. Yeah. And, and look at him today. Right. He's that good. Yeah, you know, I, I, I and that's a good point
5: because Mexican style fighting is Mexican style. Ricardo Lopez, right? Those type of guys. Canelo has his own style of fighting. Everything that he does is very precise. Yeah, very, very precise yeah. when it gets. Yeah. In. And
2: that's why I look at him. He's he's very intelligent in what he does. That's right.
5: You
2: know, he is. He, so, yeah, no. he, you know, he has a good trainer. They're, they're doing they're doing a really very good job with him. Yeah, you know, they Eddie, really are.
4: Eddie Reynoso, fantastic. And again, I you know, for me, I love Canelo. Love watching Canelo yeah. fight. For me, he is the best pound for pound fighter. And and to me, just I want—I want
2: to go to Guadalajara and watch him train. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. You know, I, re- I really, really do. Yeah. Yeah. So well, you got a place in Mazatlan. That's not too far, is no, it, right? Puerto Vallarta. Puerto Vallarta. Same, it's not far. Same. No, it's not far. It's okay. not only, I think it's a six-hour bus ride or something like
4: that. <laughs> <It's not laughs> <a> bus ride? <laughs> hey, you man. ride buses now? <laughs> well, Romancing well, I, the stone. Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> driving my car in Mexico, dude. That. Not that far, anyway. <laughs> hey, hey,
5: man, I'll get you a ticket from there to there, bro. I'll
2: fly, I'll fly you. How's that? <laughs> I'd rather <laughs> fly. The, you know? Listen, no, it's, it's only a six-hour bus ride. Let's meet in Guadalajara. Let's do that. No because what I want to do is I want to fly from here to Guadalajara. Okay. And then, because I live in Puerto Vallarta, so a six-hour bus drive. <laughs> a three-hour drive. B- b- watch. <laughs> if you drive in Mexico, you know you don't want to be in a car. Yeah, I heard okay? that. Okay, because the buses drive however they do. Yeah. You want to be on a bus. Okay. So if you go that far, so me going to Mexico for the last 20-something years and yeah. staying there quite often, yeah. I learned the rules of the ways of the world over, over in Mexico. So you go, jump yeah. on a bus and you're a lot safer. I love it. I'm That's just
4: saying. True. I love it. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, uh, great stuff, man. Uh, appreciate you, as always, Stitch. Thank uh, you. you got to watch this movie now. I got to hang out and watch the movie. Oh, yeah. You, Tony, you, Tony, Tiger Lopez. Yeah, that's Check it. him out. That's yeah. it. My I, man. I,
2: and, and I can't tell you the part. you just got to watch it. All right. All yeah.
5: right. But, it, but it's good. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. Are autographs still acceptable, man? Yes, sir. All right, my man. Yeah, there it is. All right. Good seeing you, Tony. All Jacob right, stiss in, in
4: the house, and uh, Tony the Tiger Lopez as well, too. And we are here at the uh, Action On Film Festival. It is on Under the Palm Tree. The debut here, the Boulevard Mall, the Galaxy Theaters. We got tickets, so make sure you come on by, say hello. We'll get you into the theater here, and uh, just a great uh, Monday here. All right, Stitch, appreciate you. Tiger, appreciate you. We'll Thank do you, it man. again soon. When we come back. We'll visit with a cast of Under the Palm Tree. TC Martin show on a Movie Monday. Drop
6: that ghetto blast off.
4: There's more in store around your door, and more of what you're looking for with the Doctor TC Martin. So the music you're hearing is from under the palm tree we are live at the aof film festival boulevard mall here at the beautiful galaxy theaters tc martin coast to coast border to border and i'm here with the cast and the director of under the palm tree making its worldwide debut today here in las vegas at the aof film festival and i'm with uh, brian martin he joins me now the director what is going on, my man?
7: Oh, just Having a blast, man. Having a blast. Okay. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun, man. We, we uh, worked hard. Now it's time to reap the benefits of it.
4: All right. So you are the director of Under the Palm Tree. I uh, can hardly wait to see this. I've seen the trailer, heard all about
7: it and everything. What was the inspiration for you to make this movie? Uh, my inspiration was uh, it was such a wacky story that I said, you know, this is something that might work. So, uh, you know, I, I didn't know Ted. I knew Tony. And I said, you know, okay. And Tony you know, said, do you want to try to write this story? It's in his head. I said, yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And so we wrote it out, and, uh, and it got better and better every time we, we got together until finally I said, hey, let's just shoot it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's go ahead and do it.
4: So would you consider this one of those you know low budget type of films, or how how would you categorize this? When we say suspense, we say thriller, drama. Thriller. Categorize
7: yeah. it. Yeah, it's a it's a drama uh, slash thriller, uh, mm-hmm. it, and it, it is a low budget film. It's it's something that, but with a major uh, big budget look, mm-hmm. and I called a lot of favors in to come in and and make it that way, and and everyone worked hard and had a great time on it. But it is a thriller by nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's got a lot of dr- dramatic pieces that I think everyone would uh, remember. Like.
4: We go back to 1994 and Pulp Fiction Pulp was Fiction. a lo- was a low budget film, right? <laughs> definitely. And, and, definitely. Look what, and
7: look what and happened to that, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I I think this is one of those films. You know, it's it's got a character. I wanted it to be where you didn't hate this this killer. Right. So I, I added an operatic type feel to it where you're, you, it's almost like you you feel sorry for this this guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was something that we put a touch on and took a chance with, and I think it worked.
4: All right. So you've been a longtime screenwriter yeah. as well, and you wrote this movie. Uh, talk about some of the other things that you were doing before this.
7: Uh, I've done, uh, before this, I worked on out in uh, Los Angeles. I, was, I worked at Paramount. I worked at Gower Studios and Garen Studios. And I decided to go ahead and start my own production company at that point. So I did films on my own. I've done uh, a bunch of them. My first was working with the late, great Bob Hope and, uh, at the uh, Diversity Awards and, uh, and Lonnie Anderson, a few others back in the day. And uh, I just got a flair for it. And I said, hey, I want to do this. This is what I want to do. And I never looked back. And I've got, uh, I've got four films coming out uh, this year. Uh, horror films. I got a couple of um, dramas and love stories. So I'm all over the genre scale with it right now. And we got a, just got funded for a, uh, a Western okay. with Ethan Hawke. Let's
1: ride, cowboy. Look at that. Look at that.
4: <laughs> Describe for our listeners who may not be familiar about how you get a film into a film festival and how that
7: procedure works. It's a lot of stressful hoping. You you submit your film to that film festival, and you let a few people, they have programmers that will watch that film and say whether it's good enough to get in that film festival. Okay. And once they let it in, then they'll set up all the screenings and stuff for it. And uh, and you hope that everyone likes it, so you win an award. What are you hoping for? The, what type of reaction do you want out of people that watch they are coming out of the theater here in a couple hours? I want them to see, come out wanting to see more. Right. And uh, that's what I would like for them to see in this. If not, I want them to be totally entertained with what they saw and enjoy the storytelling that we did in that process. I think Richard Tyson, Vernon Wells, all of them were masterful in, in okay. their deliveries. Coach here was just superb. Right. Yeah, they were great. Great. It was easy to work with them. All right. Easy to work with. Rich,
4: Richard uh, Tyson, Vernon Wells, James Duvall, uh, Petrie Hawkins, Bird, Stacy Brigham, uh, Rachel Faulkner, and my man here, Carl Bailey, the coaches I like to call him. T C. What's up? In coach. Coach and I, we got the sports coach background We've thing got going. We got it, brother. We I, got it.
1: I, and coach, a lot of people who don't know this are going to know right now, he coached Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, Kyler Allen, Murray. Texas, three state championships. We won five state championships in the last 12 years, and Kyler Murray was uh, our quarterback. We never lost a game with Kyler playing.
4: So tell me how a coach gets involved. in in a brian martin movie here man especially under the palm
1: tree it's an exciting career so i went from texas Texas high school football coach to being an actor just overnight i was in the gym one day working out and the guy said hey coach they need guys that look like (laughs) you and i got booked in an nbc show uh it's called chase jerry Bruckheimer production cole hauser rip from yellowstone was in it and I worked seven episodes as a recurring U.S. Marshal. Then I bounced around uh, working some feature films. Django Unchained, Now You See Me, yeah. Snitch yeah. with uh, yeah. Dwayne Johnson, uh, When the Game Stands Tall. Of course. Jim Caviezel, our good My friend. My guy, yeah. Right. Michael Chiklis. Yeah. I worked uh, 28 days with those guys, and it was fantastic. But well, let me tell you this, DC: of all the films I've been on 11 years now, over 100 projects, This is the most exciting film. And I'll tell you why, it's because it's unique, it's fresh, it's different, People are just clamoring to go to the movies again, and they need to come see Under the Palm Tree. Okay. Here's that I want
4: to go. I want to go back to something you said about, you, you know, here you're coaching, and they say, we need a guy that looks like you. Exactly. What, what does that mean?
1: Man, I was all <laughs> jacked up, and I looked like a police officer. I was going to say you look like a police officer. And Django, one of my favorite movies. Tell the people what, what role you Django, had in that. I was a Mandingo un, uh, overseer, and I worked 12 days on the set with uh, Leonardo, oh. Sam Jackson, yeah. Christoph Waltz, Tarantino was outstanding and I was just a featured guy but I was yep. there 12 days with all of them every day I saw them. Ver- plantation guy? I oh, was. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I thought I, I, I kept them in line, I, man. I love <laughs> it. Yeah. It's For, all great. Good. So yeah.
3: When it comes to that movie Django, I heard some stories that Leonardo DiCaprio got so into his character that he basically didn't want other people around him because he didn't want them to think that that was what he was really like. Is that what you saw in that set? Because he was sensational in that movie, but they said that when he did it, he had a hard time at first doing it because it was so out of character for him to treat people that way.
1: And Sam Jackson was the same way. They both... Got into that method, and it, you can see it on the screen. It was great. Oh, which,
3: it comes through without yeah. a
1: doubt. And Christoph Waltz professional oh, yeah. straight down the line. Jamie Fox. It was just a fantastic for me as a new actor yeah. to be on set with those guys. Twelve days side by side. It was you couldn't. I couldn't buy that kind of experience. Yeah.
4: That's great. That's yeah. great. But All
1: you know, Texan, Texas high school football is a great experience. I live in Allen, Texas. I do the radio broadcast for the games now. Retired coach, and we. We have a $60 million stadium. Texas High School football is where it's at. But right now, acting, is, I love it. It's a passion. And this guy right here, Brian Martin, he's the best. I'm telling you, the best director. I've worked with Tarantino and some of the big ones, but I, I put Brian up there with them.
4: So i got to ask you, Allen, Texas, where is it in relation to McKinney, Texas? Right next to the so, city limits. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to rock your world. One of our regular guests are the pride of McKinney, Texas, is Houston Nut. I know Houston. He he went to Austin College. That's right. I
1: went to Austin College. Look at this. I'm a kangaroo. Yeah, I played <laughs> no. football at Austin Nunchuck. College. Nutchuck, you can get Houston on the phone right now. All right, now Austin. wait a second. What's Houston? the best barbecue place down yeah, there? Yeah, what's the best barbecue? He's telling us about the barbecue well, place Well, hard time. eight. And uh, in uh, McKinney, Texas, it's, uh, man, I'm going blank I on know. it right it now. Well, it just burned down, he told it us. Did. It did. Steve, bur- Steve. Hutchins Barbecue. H- Hutchins Barbecue, Bar- Bar- baby. Bar- How do I know that, huh? You
4: know that. <laughs> it, it, you
1: ta- start talking food with me, baby. Hutchins Barbecue nonstop.
3: <laughs> yeah, and, and instead of burnt ends, they had an entire burnt building. Burnt yeah. building. <laughs> and they
1: built it back up, baby. <laughs> Hey, you guys come to, come to Allen McKinney anytime. I'll take you out to get some real barbecue. My
3: yeah. brother actually used to work That's at great. the Lifetime Fitness down in
1: McKinney. A Lifetime Fitness. That's, that's, yep, out, of, yep, that's yep. out of my price range. I work out at Fitness Connection. Mine, too.
4: <laughs> <Continue laughs> you know, yo, yo, Brian is sitting here, the director in the middle of this, going, I think i got to direct a food movie now. i got to direct a sports <laughs> food movie. We're in.
7: Okay? Yeah, I, I was just We're thinking, hey, thing, we got to yeah. do one. Call <laughs> hey, it the <laughs> I love you
1: guys, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slide out and let yeah. one of these other you guys come in. We appreciate the we time. We love you, man. Come to Texas anytime and see the coach. There it is, the coach. There he is, Carl one Bailey. One of the things I, I the tell movie.
7: you about Carl Bailey real quick, he – he called us and said, hey, I'm the man for your movie. Yeah. He said, I'm the man. You need to hire me for this movie. Yeah. I no one, I didn't know who he was. I said, yeah. you know what? With you calling me like this, let's do it. All right. <laughs> and that's how we got him out and he got in.
4: That's outstanding. All right, Brian, we're looking forward to this movie, my friend. Definitely. We appreciate you taking the time and, and joining us here today. Under the palm tree, he is the director. He is Brian Martin. Looking forward to
7: it. I'm looking forward to it and hope you guys enjoy it. Appreciate it. There it is. All right. Sounds good. All right.
4: Okay, all right. So we're we got the the cast of under the palm tree uh, in the house here, and the the lovely lady is joining us now.
3: Hello. What is going
8: on? <laughs> um, you know, just making the most of this 2021.
3: Yeah. Uh, how much? you? <laughs> well, well, so, it, it's definitely not just faces for radio anymore.
4: Exactly. We got now. When I hear "under the palm tree," and yeah. we. We understand, you know, what this movie is about, and then we see some of the the lovely ladies. We, we figure, okay, now we're, we're we're seeing you alive. How how much are we going to see you alive in the in, in the in more, the
8: film? More than most. Good. <laughs> I'm I'm happy to say, in my favor, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so
4: tell us how you got involved in this movie.
8: So wow, social media. Really? Yeah. it Sounds very millennial of me to say that out loud. Okay. Okay. But um, no, it was kind of um. Just a series of connections, actually, because of AOF, because of Dell, right. And I did an interview with Dell. Brian saw the interview. He was right. like, wow, if I do so myself, he's like, Rachel killed this interview. Like, I think she has some traps. Yeah. And then, yeah, he just saw me and envisioned me for Dumar, the character that I played. Yeah. And that was, like, one of my bigger lead roles I'd done. Brian okay. just kind of believed in me right okay. from the start. And the rest is history. All
4: right. Rachel Faulkner in the movie, Thanks. under the palm tree. And tell a little bit, without not giving too much away, yeah. your character and what you... What your role here is. Yeah.
8: So my character is Dumar. She is a rookie detective, if you will. Oh, okay, I can and see that. Yeah, she definitely like holds her own, but you know has an ounce of mystery to her. There's a lot to be expected of her in future stories. All right. So we'll just leave it at that.
4: Okay. What else you got coming up uh, after this movie?
8: So after this movie, well, I'm actually starting to produce and write my own stories and content. So stepping on the other side of the field, too, I actually just relocated to Austin. Okay. Doing the vagabond life, and producing my own series. I have a van and I travel around and shoot travel content. And one of those. Really? Yeah. kid the, you not?
4: The the vagabond routine, huh? Heck yeah.
8: I, I love
3: it. Hippie.
4: Okay. Sure. Okay. I can see it. <laughs> yeah. You got a question for Rachel there, Frank?
3: Yeah. When it when you're looking at scripts and you see different potential projects down mm-hmm. the road, uh, this is a movie that I want to be part of.
8: Well, I love, like, that Dumar, or at least that's what I was mostly paying attention to in the beginning. Um, she's not, like, your stereotypical, no offense, female character. Like, she she really holds her own, but she's also, like, coming out of her shell. She's a young woman. I identified a lot with that, and I felt like I had some context to pull from, just generally from my experiences. And I'm like, I feel like I'm coming out of my shell, too. This is so new world for me. But she's also just a little bit of a boss, and I'm like, heck Yeah. I want to be a lady boss. <laughs> I am a lady boss. Hello.
4: All right, Stacy <laughs> Brigham is joining us too. She is another female cast member in Under the Palm Tree. Stacy, how you doing?
8: How are you? Good. Good.
4: All right. So, what do you think of? Uh, what do you think of this this little hey, thing here in Vegas? It's all new
8: to me, so yeah. I'm kind of like winging it.
4: <laughs> okay. All right. And then tell everyone about your role in this movie, Under the Palm Tree.
8: Well, my first acting part, thanks to Brian Martin telling me that he needed me to play the role, and even though I've never acted before, and. She's great, (laughs) she's being humble. Yeah. I decided to try it and. You know, gave me butterflies, but I went ahead and did it. And Vernon Wells took me under his wing and helped me out. And um, everybody said I did great. They didn't have to do 100 takes of each scene, yeah. so I figured that was pretty good.
4: All right. Well, good. All right. Well, we appreciate you ladies joining us. Uh, let's get back to the red carpet, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, to seeing under the palm tree in just a matter of moments here.
6: Awesome. Thank you. All right.
4: Thanks a lot. Thank I you, I appreciate all. it. All right. Under the palm tree. Bird. Let's get my man Bird over here. Come on and step over here, my man. All right. So, uh. Petrie Hawkins Bird, my guy from Sacramento, and uh, many people know Bird from his role on Judge Judy as the bailiff, and he's also uh, got an esteemed acting uh, uh, career as well.
0: And it's a uh, good to see you here in Vegas, brother. How you doing, man? It's good to be here, bro. And you know, <laughs> you know, Vegas is uh, you know, crawling back, man, and coming back from the brink and uh, looking pretty good, at least at least for four o'clock in the mall. Exactly. Yeah.
4: All right, so let's uh, you know people familiar with seeing you on TV for all of these years, a long run with Judge du-
0: Judy, right? Twenty five years. Twenty five years and still going, huh? Yeah. Well, uh, we just we just. Ended the yeah. uh, the run on uh, April fifteenth. Okay, yeah. Okay. So moving moving along and seeing what uh, what's what's the next ship coming in. Go go back for our listeners
4: who may not be familiar with your story on how you got that that gig <laughs> and and
0: how were you able to maintain it for twenty five years. Um, so uh, getting getting the gig was uh, a, a fluke. You yeah. know, um, I, I was working as a, as a high school counselor. Right. Uh, one day I'm, I'm reading the, the, the newspaper, the San Jose Mercury News, yeah. and uh, I, I'm, wi- I'm reading Liz Smith's gossip column. And of all names defined at the, in this gossip column was Judge Judy Scheinland. And I'm like, wait a minute, there's only one Judge Judy Scheinland I know. Right. And that was back in New York in Manhattan Family Court where I worked for four years. Right. And so uh, I I I read about her. They said that they were going to develop a TV show for her and all of this. And I wrote a letter to congratulate her, you know. And it's like, hey, God bless you, Judge. Uh, you know, wow, you know nobody I know more deserving. And uh, P.S. If you ever need a bailiff, I still look good in uniform. Well, <laughs> you know, it's, it's so. So, so, so you say your little jokey joke, and the next thing you know, man, uh, the judge is on the phone calling me uh, saying, hey, you, you were kidding around, but uh, if you're serious, I'll recommend you for the job. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, sure. No, no problem. <laughs> Sounds good to me, you okay. know. And uh, next thing I know, they flew me down to L.A. and uh, interviewed me. And told me right there on the spot, said, "Eh, yes, you got the job. I'm like, well, yes. You know, and that was it. Wow. Rest, as they say, is mystery. Yeah. Yeah. History and mystery.
3: (laughs) i got a kind of question for you here a little bit. We've had a bail bondsman on. Now we've got a bailiff. We're doing this police thriller under the palm tree movie screening. It, what's the real reason you left Sacramento? Yeah, <laughs> there you go. It's good. Now, now, Bert will know
4: what I'm talking about here, Bert. When I heard this story, and Sacramento natives will know what I'm talking about. This kind of screams a little. Dorothea Puente. You know, I don't know if you you remember that story from, uh, you know, when she, when she and Dorothea Puente. That's a, a, a well, it's a very. <laughs> crazy case where this lady you know, uh, took in borders and she buried people in her backyard yes, and kept, ca- yes, and yes. kept cashing the, the social security
0: checks. On FN so,
4: 15. Thank you very much. No, right, right so, for us, so for us Sacramento natives like me and Tony the Tiger, we remember this. Right, right, right. And when I started re- hearing about this, movie, I'm going, this is kind
0: of, <laughs> kind of reminds me of this to a certain degree. This, this is weird. Uh, I, I remember the, uh, you know I digress here, but yeah. uh, but uh, Sandra Dee's restaurant, barbecue restaurant. Jeff and Sandra, Jeff, shout, uh, out, to Jeff, yep. shout yep. out to them. Shout out yep. to them. When they when they told me that they bought <laughs> across the street right. from there, right? You know, and I asked I asked Sandra. I said, so 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 why that location? Yeah. She said, Oh, believe it or not, it was really really cheap. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Hey, I, I know we have professional directors there. here in that, and I'm not trying to direct anything, but you might want to have your two guests change the headsets because I don't think hers goes far enough without maybe pulling it out of the thing. Okay, so.
4: there we go. That's, that's a, just that's, just that's want
3: to make sure that everybody can hear what everybody has to say.
4: Well, well done, my friend. Uh, very, very good. See, I'm our, going
3: to director school yeah, now.
4: There, there, there you Go. All right, all, speaking? I figure of I, our, I
3: need a paying job again. All
4: right, all right, speaking <laughs> of our, our female guest? Go ahead and introduce yourself because you're 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 the you're the girlfriend here, right? <laughs> or, or, what what's, what am I hearing here, right? <laughs>
6: Oh well, um, I'm Marie Finch. Yeah, I'm actress on Under the Palm Tree.
4: So Marie Finch, what is Marie Finch doing in, the, in Under the Palm Tree? <laughs> That's what I want to know.
6: I'm a realtor. I'm, I'm <laughs> am Richard Tyson's realtor.
4: Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> in the film. It, interesting. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so what what do you want people to think of this movie when they're walking away from it here in a couple hours? Well, first of all, it's going to be a
6: ride. You know, it's yeah. a psycho thriller. Yeah. Um, it's about a, a man who pretty much hates women. <laughs> Unfortunately, in the way that he's he hates been... women, but is he
4: trying to find his true
0: love here? Really, is that he, what he's well, trying he, to do? Yeah,
6: I guess he does. But I. It, it, yeah, I, I wouldn't say he hates. Well, he kills them off. So <laughs> the, gar,
0: the garden of love is fraught with danger. Yeah, right?
6: there's a there's a thin line between love and hate.
0: But this is true.
4: just and, like the song says, <laughs> In right. the movie. So there you go.
6: Yeah. So, um, but it's it's really Richard Tyson did great, like Bird here. They're just phenomenal actors and. Um, our director, Brian, was just so fun to work with, and I, I just had a great time. I mean, I was born and raised in Sacramento, so having a yeah. film like this and being, having the opportunity um, as an actress to really display our talent is just, it's really phenomenal. Um, I'm in L.A. now, right. so um, yeah, this was the, kind of the first film that really got me started okay. towards my acting career in independent films.
0: So, Bird, you're going from a bailiff to a detective here, and, uh, and that's, that's 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 a graduation and, and pretty pretty right prominent there. role in this movie. So, yeah. so talk a little bit about that. How was this for you? Um, the, the the process, and, and first of all, let me say that working with brian martin is is always a pleasure because brian is so easy going it's like you know he'll look at something and and if you if you have a issue with it or if you you know you think you have something better he's not the kind of cat that's like yo uh no 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 just do just do what i tell you you know and so that was that was a great experience working with him uh and having uh a role in this type in this type of movie um is is phenomenal and mm-hmm. I you know I I can't I can't say enough about it you know and to have the opportunity to do it is you know just great. Right.
6: Yeah and I think that the opportunity with the Vern Wells and Richard Tyson oh, they're veterans. Boy. Oh man. They're they're yeah. just so gracious yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so helpful yeah. you know. Oh
0: yeah every time every time mm-hmm. you know no no egos there man exactly. always always fun to work with you know so
6: this was a fun film,
0: and you
4: mentioned Richard Tyson. He he's you know he's been kind of a a lot of these kind of fun films for us guys that like sports like Kingpin, yeah. Kindergarten cops, something about Mary, something about Mary, Black yeah. Hawk Down. He was in that. You mentioned Vernon Wells, Commando, Mad Max Two, uh, Weird Science, interspace Space, where where some of his uh, and this these are the stars of the show. And right. then you get we sprinkle in you know others as well too. It, it seems like a pretty pretty cool eclectic little cast here yeah. and again and, what, is. and of course you know I love it because it's got a Sacramento feel to it so it. Yeah, and so, it's,
6: it's definitely diverse too yeah, I like it that it yeah. was a diverse film with women and men and right. all different cultures so it was really cool and everyone was cool everyone had fun like Ver said we always laughed and enjoyed ourselves so yeah.
4: where do you hope or where do you see this movie going after it leaves this film festival here I know we got another one in LA but uh, how, how big do you think this could be
0: uh, I, I mean, at at the very least, I would like to see it on, it, it, you know, at least on some of the streaming networks to right. be able, you know, so that everybody can get a chance to see it because, you know, it's it's kind of sat uh, dormant for for long enough, you know, and and it's uh, uh, it's a it's a challenging, riveting story, and it's and it's and it's a true story, you know, and so you know that that aspect of it, you know, always has us like hmm. Hmm, let me let me check next door, you know, because I noticed my neighbor's palm tree is.
6: Uh, <laughs> Who's uh, under that yeah, tree? Yeah, yeah, you know. What I'm <laughs> well, I you am know? in oh. one of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Very nice <laughs> little Shop of horrors action oh. here, you know. It's growing really, really large, you know. So, well, great.
4: Yeah. Well, well, we'll let you guys get back to the red carpet. Get ready for the Thank screening you. here in a matter of moments. We appreciate you stopping by and hanging out. And always great talking to my uh, Sacramento brothers and sisters. Well, so, you so, so, Thank you. So, Thank you very so, much. So there
0: you go. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Pre- man.
4: Appreciate you guys. <laughs> all right, there he is. Uh, there he is right there. Peter Hawkins Bird. And uh, also Maria Finch joins us. And uh, it's a great cast Richard Tyson, Vernon Wells, James Duvall, uh, Stacey Brigham, Rachel Faulkner, all join us and it's a brian martin production no relation by the way but uh brian a fantastic director and the movie is under the palm tree and is making its worldwide debut here today in a matter of moments here at the action film festival and it'll be screening all week at the boulevard mall at the galaxy theaters busy day
3: huh frank yeah, really busy day, and uh, looking forward to see uh, the movie here, Under the Palm Tree. And I'm just curious to see if uh, Ted, our lead character, yep. ends up finding a woman that he can dig when he's not under the palm tree. <laughs> there
4: you go. <laughs> Appreciate uh, Big Bill Cartwright for joining us. Tony the Tiger Lopez, three-time former world champ, my man. And, of course, uh, Jacob Stitch Duran joins uh, joining us as well, too. Carl Bailey, the coach, uh, fun uh, visiting with him and everyone with Under the Palm Tree. Shout-out to my guy, Tony Cox. Uh, putting it all together, making it happen. And uh, we appreciate everyone for joining us. And get by here anytime this week for Under the Palm Tree. If you miss any part of the show, go to the website, tcmartshow.com Have yourself a good one. We reconvene tomorrow at 2.